0: Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Easy Peasy Show brought to you by Sonic. You can listen to every episode of the Easy Peasy Show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or anywhere else you usually listen to your podcast on. Once again, thank you for tuning in. Now, let's get into the episode.
1: Hey, good evening, or good morning, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Easy Peasy Show. Um, got a little bit of a, a shorter episode for y'all tonight, or let me refer to that. It should be a shorter episode um, with no UFC this weekend, but... Uh, we got, we got a little bit of news to cover. And uh, as always, we got some college football and NFL to cover. Um, so we'll start off with the huge news. Um, Damian Lillard was traded to the Milwaukee Bucks over the week. Um, I mean, <laughs> absolutely massive news if you're a Bucks fan. Uh, heartbreaking news if you're a Miami Heat fan. Uh, Celtics fans, I, y'all are celebrating. I don't really know why. As if some, as if the window on y'all's championship run didn't just slam on y'all's hands, um, but yeah, hey, great for Damian Lillard finally gets out of Portland. Maybe not exactly where he wants to go, but I think he'll be happy there.
0: Right. Yep. Um. New duo already has a uh, nickname. Uh. You know, uh, mixing uh Dame Time and uh the Greek Freak, and uh, it's now Freak Time in Green and, uh... City. Yeah, I was about to say how much more fitting uh setting than you know, especially if they wear their Cream City jerseys. Uh, so yeah, uh, Damian Lillard finally gets traded, gets what he asked for. Not quite though. Uh, like I said, you know, Miami was on the short list there, and I mean it's pretty much all but guaranteed he'd go there. And then uh, you know, the front office of the Trailblazers weren't happy with what Miami was willing to send back, so they send him to Milwaukee. And uh, let's see, I have the trade details right in front of me, so I'll list it off really quick. But uh, Portland received. Uh, Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, Toimani Kamara, and the Milwaukee uh 2029 first round pick, unprotected and uh, unprotected swap rights for 2028 and 2030. And then, uh, there was actually a third team involved in this trade. Uh, obviously, you heard me say DeAndre Ayton's name. Um, yeah, so that means the Suns were involved. The Suns traded away DeAndre Ayton, and the Suns now receive Yusuf Nurkic, Grayson Allen, Nasir Little, and Keon Johnson. Um uh, no picks. But um, the Suns don't really need it. It's a team that's um obviously trying to contend in the West. Uh, so yeah, Suns. Uh, we'll cover them first. Suns get some much needed depth um at the expense of the center position. Uh, I think Yusuf Nurkic is just an obvious downgrade from DeAndre Ayton. But um, DeAndre Ayton, who was unhappy, it seemed at least in Phoenix. Um, at the end of the day, he <laughs> let's not forget last free agency, he did everything he could to get away from the Suns. But unfortunately for him, he was a restricted free agent. So the Suns just uh, matched, I believe it was Indiana. Correct. The Pacers. Indiana who tried signing him. Yeah, anyways, they matched their offer, and uh, DeAndre remained a son. And uh, now he's out in Portland. And I imagine Portland uh, obviously still probably in their rebuilding phase. I don't think they're quite um, selling or quite buying. But I think rebuilding, especially with um, after getting Scoot Henderson – um, like I said, trading away their um old vet and Damian Lillard, uh, it's a pretty obvious route that they're gonna go. Um, so yeah, uh, upgrade, upgrade for Portland in that sense. But um, let me go back to Phoenix really quick. Like I said, they get much needed depth. Um, you know, trading for Bradley Beal, uh, like I said, wasn't what new, new Suns management. All right, I get it, I'm trying to make a name for himself. Uh, show that show the whole NBA he means business, and so uh, Suns probably arguably had the best starting five uh, at the time before trading away DeAndre Ayton. But um, their bench was, I mean, I, I, to be honest, I couldn't name you one person coming off the bench. Uh, I think maybe Bol Bol signed there or something, which, um, yeah, I think it was Bol Bull. I don't know. Uh, I mean, they didn't really have anyone notable on their bench. I'll just say it like that. And now they've got some pieces that are a little bit more competent than what they had. So, I think the Suns are now a more complete team at the expense of the center position. Uh, I, I'm not too impressed with the use of Nurkic's game. Um, he's been in the league a while. Um, anytime we played Portland, I, I mean, I was looking at my chops as a Pelicans fan, uh, just knowing Jonas is going to go to work on him. And, I mean, that happened every single time. Uh, Nurkic is also kind of injury prone, from what I remember. Um, but, yeah, like I said, Suns get depth at the expense of the center position. And uh, I'm sure that's at the end of the day, they're probably happy with that, or else they wouldn't have been part of this trade. Uh, moving on to the Portland side of things. Um, get some veterans, get some young guys, uh, and obviously get the picks. Uh, like I said, that's probably what they're most concerned about. Even though the year out, they still obviously value picks being a rebuilding team. And uh, Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, Tamani Kamara. You have to imagine Kamara and Aiden stay on the team, and Drew Holiday, an aging vet, uh, defensive-minded guard. Um, I imagine he probably gets shipped out. I don't really see where Drew Holiday fits in Portland – trailblazers vision. Um, you know, I mean, I'm no manager. I'm not any, any NBA, any NBA, insider, but I mean, I can tell you, I usually look at the makeup of the Portland team uh, and drew, drew holiday sticks out like a thor- sore thumb. Uh, so you have to imagine uh, a lot of contending teams, uh, you know, namely, I think uh, for some reason, gold state was out there as a team, which that doesn't make much sense to me. The, that, that guard play on that team would be way too deep. Um, which I guess isn't a bad thing, but you're going to have a lot of unhappy people. And uh, I think obviously the best fit, and uh, I guess a little constellation prize possibly for the Heat, but uh, Miami, um, I think he'd fit in well over there. Um, I mean, that may be exactly what they need to be. Um, they already were contenders, kind of contenders in the West, and I mean, that really kind of push them over the edge and, uh, you know, make them seem a little bit more competent on the defensive side, considering they have some um, – you know some idiots on that team, and so Drew Holiday, Grizzly vet, to work alongside Jimmy Butler would probably work out very well. Uh, like I said, I don't, I don't see, I don't really see why Portland keeps Drew Holiday. I doubt Drew Holiday wants to be in Portland. Matter of fact, Payne, I mean, I know you saw, um, you know, Drew Holiday was saying how uh, he'd be so happy to stay in Milwaukee, uh, retire there. Uh, you know, live out the rest of his life there, and uh very next day he gets traded to Portland. Unfortunate, but that's just the business side of things. Uh, like I said, I mean, without Drew Holiday, uh, which is probably, which just looked like the most obvious uh, thing for Milwaukee um, as far as, you know, namesake, uh, Drew, without Drew Holiday, the trade's not getting done. And so, uh, yeah, and I mean, obviously, uh, Giannis, um, what's the team name? The Bucks, yes. And I said that the fighting Giannis is. Um, the Bucks get Damian Lillard to help round out their starting five. Pretty big news uh, for them, obviously. Uh, Damian Lillard, a top 10 town in the NBA. Uh, like I said, blockbuster trade for a reason. He gets to go um, work alongside Giannis now, uh, which is, like I said, at the end of the day, pretty crazy to think about. Uh, you can just imagine how pick and rolls are going to work with them. I mean, Giannis isn't going to stretch the four exactly, but you'll need him to stretch the four when you got Damian Lillard to do that. I'd hate to see any center get lost in a pick and roll between them two, because it's over for the other team. There's not much you can do because you can collapse the inside of the paint. That's that's fine and dandy, but guess guess who's waiting in the corners? Either Brooke Lopez or Chris Middleton. So I mean, yeah, uh, yep. The uh, the Bucks are pretty overpowered now. Suns get a little bit of uh, bench relief, and Portland get some young guys, get some picks, and like I said, they're probably going to get a little bit. A little bit extra from a uh, a trade away from Drew Holiday. So, like I said, I think all three teams um, probably benefited from this trade. Obviously, the Bucks benefited the most. Uh, Portland keeps the rebuilding alive, and the Suns get some much-needed depth to be able to competently compete in the West.
1: Yeah, um, I think the Bucks obviously get instantly better. Um, not saying Drew Holiday is a slouch by any means. I I, I love Drew Holiday actually. Um, However, I mean, he he he's really kind of disappeared in big games for uh, the Bucks over the past two two years, and um, I mean, Damian Lillard's not going to do that. Uh, so they upgraded on offense defensively. I think they're good enough everywhere else um, to make up for the loss of Drew Holiday. I mean, you got Giannis, Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton, all plus defenders. Um, yeah, I mean, this trade made absolutely all the sense in the world for the Bucks. uh Arguably the best starting five in the NBA now. Um, and they still have depth. It's not like they got rid of all their depth either. So, um, really, really good trade for the Bucs. The Suns, um, tough to lose DeAndre Ayton. Being that center is such a premier position in the NBA nowadays. Um, but you got, like, Zach mentioned you got a lot of depth for it so that's good for you um and yeah Portland I just don't see Drew Holiday stand there um I mean I think like you mentioned I think Miami is probably the most obvious destination for Drew Holiday
0: yeah like I mean uh Drew Holiday is probably gonna be quiet about his list of destinations and where he wants to go but like I know Miami's pretty probably pretty upset about not being able to land uh Damian Lillard so, like, I, said, I mean, greatest consolation prize they could get is Drew Holiday, which I think would probably make up for a lot. Um, I don't know what what Miami would have to trade to get Drew Holiday. Um, I mean, obviously, definitely wouldn't be as much as um as what they would have had to trade for Lillard. Um, but you know, I so said obviously Portland is willing to hog some picks right now. So, I mean, I think you know if you're if you're Miami and you truly think you're a contender right now, you do what you can to go get Drew Holiday. I mean, you trade a young, I think a young bench piece. I don't have the roster in front of me. Maybe I could give a little bit more of a reasonable, like I give a name out there that makes a little bit of sense. But you trade a young bench piece, uh, and a lot of picks. You go get Drew Holiday. I think everyone's happy with that. Um, but yeah, like I said Drew Holiday probably goes back. Like I said back to the East with Miami. Um, I don't see how Golden State's a reasonable fit for them. I just I don't think. Well, I don't think one Golden State makes that move, and two, if they do make that move. I mean, you have to think Golden State just did everything in their power to go get Chris Paul. So, I mean, where where does Chris Paul fit if Drew Holiday comes in? Or where does Drew Holiday fit if Chris Paul is going to start above him, you know? Um, So,
1: it'd be. um,
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it'd be interesting to see where Drew Holiday goes. I think at the end of the day, Portland doesn't really care where Drew Holiday goes. Um, You know, Drew Holiday has done nothing for that organization. So, I mean, like I said, Drew Holiday, well respected guy in the league. Um, Like she's probably going to give him a short list of where he wants to go. But, um, and I, I mean, you know, let's, let's be honest, Portland and Miami, uh, negotiations probably soured multiple times. And some tells me that relationship is not really a good one anymore. So yeah, sure. Miami, Miami trade makes the most sense. It also probably be the most difficult to get done given the circumstances now. But, um,
1: well, I don't know if you saw, uh, the reports, but after the original trade offer, they didn't even counter, like they didn't even, they didn't respond, nothing. They didn't. Try anymore. Mine no, never I'm... made another offer after the first one.
0: Interesting, yeah. I didn't see that. I mean, I saw what they were willing to trade away and it was definitely a lot more than what I thought what I think um the Bucks had to give away. But uh yeah, uh like I said, I'm out. I really don't know. I really don't know what's going to happen with Drew Holiday. Like I said, Portland probably if I'm going to be honest, probably doesn't care where he goes. I mean, I think they they may do their best to make sure he doesn't stay in the same division that may be the move so like i mean maybe he stays in the west but i would say, think more realistically pike is back to the east somewhere but uh yeah it should be interesting to see what the future has in store for drew holiday but he's definitely i can tell you now him and his family definitely are not getting comfortable with portland and uh, who knows what portland has in mind at the end of the day they're taking the best offer that comes to them and i don't blame them they said uh, for a guy who's done a- a- literally uh, nothing for your franchise why do you care where you send him so
1: yeah, i agree and obviously, like you said, I mean, he's going to have a short list of where he wants to go. He's, he's a veteran. He's one ring. He's a, he's, I mean, he's a fantastic player. He deserves to be able to call his shot and where he wants to go. He's going to want to play for a contender. Um, So I expect nothing less from him. Like He's going to end up on a contending team.
0: Right, absolutely. Yeah, like I said, I mean, look for a team that has a bunch of young pieces and a bunch of um, draft picks in uh, mm. their war chest. And, you know, he'd probably end up going there. Uh, any know, team except know. other than the Pelicans. Uh, <laughs> oh, I mean, a lot, a lot of people think that the Pelicans would be a good um, opportunity for like a homecoming, but that just doesn't really make too much sense for either team. Um, especially like so David Griffin's vision that uh, definitely does not include Drew Holiday. I mean, maybe I could see the Pelicans going to get Buddy healed, but even that seems like a stretch to me. And if Buddy Healed seems like a stretch, so imagine how big of a stretch Drew Holiday is um and i honestly have to imagine even though drew as much as drew holiday you know he's just a nice guy says he still likes new orleans um i have to imagine if he had to make a list of the 29 other team or 28 other teams you know excluding the bucks and excluding portland um the pelicans are probably 28th or 27th um you know like i said no disrespect to new orleans but um he can probably even though the pelicans could be contenders especially with drew holiday it just doesn't um doesn't make sense um uh, David Griffin's not going to give up any of the young pieces. Um, the picks over the New Orleans, Pelican, New Orleans Pelicans have lost all their value. So, I mean, you know, like I said, we'll see where Drew Holiday goes. Have to imagine it's um, somewhere that probably benefits Portland more than it benefits Drew Holiday, wherever that may be.
1: Yep. Um, but it is a little strange that Miami never uh, offered anything else, so – well, I guess we'll kind of keep a keep an eye on that situation. Maybe it's because Dame was trying to strong arm his way to Miami, and they were hell bent on not sending him to Miami. I don't know, but um, that was a little bizarre. So, but um, yeah, yeah. Moving on, you got anything you want to cover?
0: Mm, outside of that,
1: yes, news wise.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. There's a like a lot of news that happened over these past couple of days or at least since the last time we recorded. Um, you know, and actually I mentioned this as part of my losers, um, for you know, the victory Monday slash victory Tuesday. And it was Taylor Swift and I um, mean like literally everyone involved, including us and Travis Kelsey, and I think, you know, just the past couple of days. We've can I mean, we, everyone everyone's seen enough. Everyone has can seen we, enough.
1: Can we not talk about um, it?
0: Um I mean Unfortunately, no. It's just like Colorado. You you can't <laughs> you can't avoid talking about it. Um, everyone was tired of the Colorado point. Post, and now it's been traded with Taylor Swift Post. I mean, it may, it makes oh man, like I said, it's it's awful. Everyone saw, at least I saw this coming. Um, but I mean, I, I think even I wasn't aware of the extent how bad it'd be, and this is terrible. I um, am happy, sure, the NFL is getting more fans, and you know, all, all inclusive y- yippee. That's cool and all. But boy, I mean, you people will soon find out that Swifties are the, probably the most aggravating fan base out there. Probably and so many people. Yeah, yes. probably. Oh, yes. I don't, I don't know. There's a couple. I mean, flat yeah. earthers probably tap them. i top them. If I'm no. going to be honest. No. Oh, um, <laughs> you won't think? No. Uh, yes. I think flat earthers are worse than Swifties. If I'm going to be I'd, honest,
1: I'd rather uh, flat earthers. <sighs>
0: Man, I'm sorry. If they believe the earth is flat, there's nothing you can do to save them.
1: I'd rather a flat earth LGBT um, conspiracy theorist.
0: That's really a Taylor Sw- I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, that's fair. That's literally <laughs> a Taylor Swift fan. You probably just explained at least one of them. Exactly. At least one of them. I don't know. Flat earthers are pretty bad, though. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they beat. I mean, Taylor Swift fans are annoying, but flat earthers are like, they're just. I don't know. I don't know how to explain them. It's like
1: I'd rather Deshaun Watson disgusted. give me a massage than even entertain a Taylor Swift fan. I
0: mean, that's that's fair. I mean, without Taylor Swift fans, the uh, me a Kanye West fan has nothing to make fun of in the world anymore. So I mean, I do love Swifties for that.
1: Yeah, the old Kanye.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Besides that, like, uh, like I so said, unfortunately, we all saw it coming, and it's, it's probably not going to stop anytime soon. I mean, I'm literally getting my tweet notification set up from uh, like Jordan Schultz. It's like breaking Taylor Swift to attend the next uh, Chiefs game. And it's like, okay, dude. Like, yeah. I mean, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I, I get it. Anyway, yeah, we can stop talking about it. Um, yeah, like Peyton said earlier, no UFC this weekend. Sad weekend, but that's okay. Uh, like I said, we enjoyed, like, 17 weekends in a row of it, which is um, astronomical. And uh, like I said, they're gearing up for some uh, pretty stacked cards later in the year. So uh, we'll definitely cover all of those cards, all the pay-per-views, and uh, we definitely won't leave any of stone unturned there. Uh, oh, I saw, I saw today bracketology. Um, I know, like, college basketball isn't too big of a thing, but uh, the term bracketology is now in the dictionary. Um, I'm not sure what the definition of it is, but... I guess college basketball has grown so big that now the term bracketology, which is often used during March Madness for those who are unfamiliar. um, March Madness is the time of year in college basketball where 64 teams uh, compete against each other to uh, vie for a championship. And um, so, yeah, now bracketology is in the dictionary that Merriam-Webster, I believe, whatever the official dictionary is of the world, or at least of the U.S. So, yeah. I was
1: Congrats confused. To college why, basketball. I was confused why bracketology was in the uh, shared notes.
0: Yeah, bro. Come on. Keep up with the news. We are a sports podcast. I know. I know. Anyways, yes, bracketology making its way to the dictionary. Congratulations to college basketball and congratulations to whoever came up with that word. Um, I, I bet there's no one happier on this earth right now than the person oh, who doing no that term. Um, I mean, that's pretty freaking awesome to have your word. That's an official. Um, as an official word. I mean, bracketology out of all the words. Anyway, I mean, it makes sense. I'm, I'm with it. And um, one last thing before, which would be a good segue into football. Uh, starting tonight, the night we are recording, which is September 28th, um, Thursday night. Uh, from here on, 54 out of the next 55 days, um, at least one game of football is going to be played each of those days. Um, oh, yeah, over the next 55 days, only one of those days will not have football. Um, we are, I believe that's Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, who know? I, I don't care. I'm not going to talk about that day because there's no football on that day. So, um, yeah, that's all the way to Thanksgiving. I'm pretty sure, or close to Thanksgiving. Um, uh, not exactly. I'm not exactly sure, but I'm pretty sure. Um, so yeah, so yeah, an, an exciting, uh, 55 day stretch coming up here. And um, speaking of football, uh, that'll be a good segue into let's do college football first. Yeah, cover a so, couple the games there. All
1: right. Yeah. So originally, I I kind of thought it was going to be. I don't want to say a, a bad weekend of college football, but uh, just an, an, no, no, not a lot of hype around hater mentality. Football, yeah, exactly. But uh, I mean, they really do have some good games. I will say the the games that aren't good games are kind of eh. But what um, you're not excited for Utah State at UConn? That's actually one of the games I have listed. Man, no, not at all. Um so we'll, we'll start off with probably my game of the week, um, depending on, <laughs> okay. I said this guy's name like for the past three weeks. Let's see if he Utah plays state. this week, but Utah at Oregon state mm. does cam rising play this week. I don't know. Um, I miss the old cam rising straight from the go Cam Rising
0: Exactly. Right, um, right, or Utah State's or something. Or something. I mean,
1: at this point, just assume that he's not going to play, um, no, I'm just kidding. I think – so he was a gopher last weekend until pretty much like game time. So mm-hmm. I would assume Cam Rising is going to play this week. Uh, finally, that's going to give a huge, huge boost to Utah's offense. And it, I do find it interesting that Oregon State is favored by four and a half points. But, um, again, I mean, is, is Cam Rising playing or is uh, – I don't know which, which backups playing if Cam Rising is not playing. Uh yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna go I think I, I still think Oregon wins. I'm not Oregon, Utah. Uh <laughs> I think Utah wins the game regardless of if Cam rising plays or not. Um Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh it's interesting. The spread obviously is um I mean I get it. I believe Oregon State, I'm just assuming that spread. Oregon State is probably uh home. Um you it have is. to think also at that spread. That's uh, the games tomorrow, correct? Um, or you know, Friday the day we're releasing this episode today. So, but you have to imagine with that spread, that probably means one thing and one thing only. Camera Rising probably uh, isn't playing, or you know, whatever insiders they are that the sports books have, they obviously don't think Sorry. that cameraizing will be um, dressing out. Uh, see, or if he is, off. he may not be that. Prominent? I don't know. Um, Oregon State uh mm. still pretty hot. So he ain't playing. Uh, oh, he ain't playing. I was about to say I was about to say when <laughs> Dude, as soon as you said that spread going as soon as you said that spread, it seemed pretty pretty obvious um that he wasn't gonna play. Um I was trying to beat around the bush, but thank you for finding that out. Uh so yeah, I have Oregon State uh winning that game. Um very hot team um i think i think they're kind of impressing a lot of people out there and i think they'll continue to impress um i'm not saying this is going to be a blowout i think it's going to be close either way i mean I, I mean i the spread is four and a half for a reason i mean i think like i said this is probably a three point game either way i don't see i don't see this being a runway. but uh yeah
1: i ever so slightly lean uh Oregon state yeah that's fair i mean Oregon state's a good team they did lose to Washington state last week if you remember correctly mm-hmm. um i mean if i remember correctly I'm sorry, um, they did make a pretty good comeback in the in the second half though. Um, last, I, just to me, Utah back to back Pac-12 champions. Uh, I just have them eking it out against Oregon State. I do think it's going to be a very close game, and I give the close game, uh nod to Utah, but I I can Boring definitely pig. see it going. Yeah, I can definitely see it going both ways.
0: Yeah, that, that, that's a pedestrian pick, whatever. Pedestrian
1: pick. I'm picking the underdog. So anyway. Move You're on to my next game, team,
0: a team that's undefeated. They are, are, they, are they, undefeated? They, they are they undefeated? They are okay, pedestrian. Yeah. Pedestrian. Wait, let me the pedestrian. Check they are. They gotta be undefeated. Yeah, they are. I mean, they haven't played. I mean, the only team they played is Florida. Yes. Yeah.
1: My next game of the week, speaking of Florida, is Florida versus Kentucky or at Kentucky. Um, so Kentucky is favored by one point. Who? Uh, who? I don't know. I can see this game going either way. I think obviously the odds makers can as well. Um, which which Florida comes out, which Graham Mertz comes out, I mean, he only has like one touchdown pass on the year, which it's week five already, so that's a little concerning. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I, I Kentucky's kind of had Florida's number the past few years. Uh, I'll stick with them.
0: Yeah, like I said, you have to imagine that. Yeah, it's um, once again another close game. Um, I believe Florida is going to be playing at Kentucky. Yes. Uh, what,
1: ta- what time? What time did why. they
0: play? Do you do you know?
1: Uh, I think it's
0: early. As uh-huh. I was say, if it was a late night game. I'm. I'm would definitely, I definitely be like very, very high in Kentucky. But uh, with that being said, I'm only moderately high on Kentucky. I think Kentucky probably wins this. Um like I said, it's going to be a close game, but I still think they probably win. Oh God. Okay, yeah, I think um, even though Florida's defense has been pretty stellar. Um, so is Kentucky's, and I think I'm going to give it an edge to Kentucky's offense over Florida's offense. Uh, similarly performing teams, I think Kentucky's been performing uh, sli- slightly better this year. Um, I think their uh, roster talent slight edge for Kentucky. Uh, like I, say, I mean, um, I do. I think I think Florida's probably going to win. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, not Florida. I think Kentucky's going to win against Florida at Kentucky. Uh, like I say, I I project them to probably win by a touchdown or more. Um. yeah, so go Wildcats.
1: Yeah, so I, I will say this about Kentucky. Their scores this year against some subpar opponents, they're not going to blow you away, but Kentucky under uh, Stoops has been known to kind of play down at the competition. So I expect them to be be up and ready to play against Florida. Right. But moving on to another SEC game, Um and plays Arkansas. Excuse me, in Arlington. Um or is it I don't know. Where's AT&T Stadium? The Jerry World. Dallas. I think it is Dallas. I don't think it's yeah. Arlington. But and him's favored by six here, but this is always a very, very close game. Um I mean, this is this game is a little interesting to me, not because it's two great teams, but because it's two coaches potentially on a very, very hot seat. I could see the loser of this game. I, I honestly could see the loser of this game getting fired.
0: That's a pretty bold statement, but I mean one that's um not exactly uh too bold, I should say. Um, yeah, this is being played in Texas. I mean Arkansas. I think maybe people are a little bit high on them because they're able to keep up with LSU, which was very, which was very impressive. Uh, don't get me wrong. Um, but you know, at the, I think at the at the end of the day, um, I still, I, don't know, I think people are low on Texas. People are high on Arkansas. Uh, Mid-end. but yeah. What would I say?
1: Oh wait, why would you say that? I mean, a And favored.
0: I mean, has te- Texas a And M not been like losing lately? And like they have like all the talent in the world, but they just haven't been doing that well.
1: They lost to one. They've lost one game to Miami,
0: and they're like pretty big favorites that game, right? I mean, you even bet that game three in favor point, of Texas a And M favorites. Yeah, and they didn't even come close. So I mean, let's let's be honest here. I think people are kind of like, as soon as that game happened, people just threw Texas A and M out the window, or, you know, threw their hats out the window, said, "Okay, I mean, it's pretty much over with." But, I will um, say I feel- their,
1: their starting quarterback got hurt, but I think their backups a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, we we yeah. to be familiar with their backup.
0: Yeah, I think yeah, this is, I think the quarterback situation at Texas A&M. Uh, I, I mean, I think them moving to Max Johnson probably isn't like said that big of a uh, that big of a difference. Uh, like you said, at the end of the day, they're still favored. How much are they favored by? Four? Six. Four, six, six. Uh, that's pretty generous. Um, but I still think they probably they probably win. Uh, I think they do win outright. I wouldn't tell you how much, but like I said, I mean, give me the give me the um, give me the hometown favorite here to win in Texas A&M going against Arkansas. Um, I think Arkansas has the means to keep up, but I don't think they have the means to outplay Texas A&M. I think that's the way I want to word it. Uh, At the end of the day, Arkansas did not by any means outplay LSU, um, which don't get me wrong, LSU is I think um, a hell of a lot better than Texas A&M, but um, I think we may see a similar style game, uh, one where, like I said, Arkansas is able to keep it close, but they just aren't able to do what it takes to get over the edge. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I maybe they do, but um, as I think uh, who who did Texas a play last? Auburn? Auburn. Yeah, and it was how, some, how that game was a
1: sick game until Max Johnson came in and they kind of pulled away. Okay. Final score was twenty-seven to ten. Okay, Auburn is not a very good team. No, no,
0: but um, okay. I mean that's still that's still a pretty pretty lopsided no. win right there, and for oh, their 100%. first SEC game. One hundred
1: percent, but I mean Auburn. I mean we've seen A and M's defense be torched this year by Miami, mm-hmm. and uh, Auburn. I mean, oh, dude, Auburn's bad. They couldn't even they couldn't get anything going against the bad Cal team. Let me pull up their record. They're three and one. They beat UMass fifty nine to fourteen. Beat Cal fourteen to ten. Beat Sanford 45 to thirteen, and lost to and twenty seven to ten. So of course, yeah, you had two games that he scored over forty one over 50, almost 60 points, but that's, I mean, that's against two really, really bad teams. All right. Cow is not a good team, and you were only able to score 14 on them. And A&M has a pretty crap defense, and you were only able to score 10 on them. And, actually, that 10 wasn't even given up by their defense. If you remember, it was a scoop and score that Jimbo tried to make the tackle on.
0: Right. All right. All right. Um. Oh, okay, yeah. Now you mentioned all that. In that case, uh, I still have Texas A and M winning. Um, like I said I think it's. Uh, I don't know. It's just it's just it's, too many things would have to go right for Arkansas. I think for them to win, and by things going right for them, it'd more or less be things going wrong for Texas A and M, which I guess is very possible too. Let's be honest. If any te- if it's going to happen to any team, like I guess it'd be it against Texas A and M. But um. Who, who's Arkansas lost to now? I mean, they're 2-2, two and two, right? And I, mean, I think they yes. played decent competition. They've, at least lost to,
1: they've lost to LSU. They've lost to LSU. And uh, who did they lose to? They lose to Ole Miss. Oh, no. they haven't played BYU, Ole Miss. BYU. BYU.
0: <clears throat> yeah, give me yeah. Texas A&M.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think Texas A&M is easily the better team in this matchup. Um I think Arkansas is the better quarterback, but that's that's really about it. Uh, I do think they have a better coach, but like I like I mentioned earlier, um, I mean I think this this the loser this game. Their coach is basically done for, whether it be public Toast. or not. Um, Arkansas fans turned on Sam Pittman in a hurry this year. Um, I mean, I don't know if you remember Zach, but in 2020, I mean they were worshiping the ground this dude walked on, but now they I mean, they they hate him. <laughs> So, um, yeah. Uh, I, but I also don't like Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo Fisher has done l- less with more than anybody else mm-hmm. in the country. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. I do think A&M gets it done. I think they're just way too – they have way too much more talent. Way more yeah. talent to not get to it To not done. beat uh, Arkansas, yes. Right. Yep. I completely agree with that. Yep. And then going from one team in Texas to the other – um, another intriguing game i don't know that it'll be close but i think it's going to be intriguing is kansas at texas um obviously you got one of the most electrifying players in college football in Jalen daniels at kansas you got texas who's i mean they they they've played well all year um yeah i think texas is favored by like 16 and a half or something which is i mean it's a pretty big pretty big line for a, mm-hmm. a high powered offense like kansas um I expect Kansas to cover that, but I don't think I don't think they win outright.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think Kansas is um starting to I guess turn uh, I mean you kind of saw it last year and um maybe even a little bit of the year before. I don't know, I really didn't keep up with that year too much. But um obviously the returning production for Kansas is um you did um pretty big dividends for them, right? Um they're looking like a really solid team. Um I mean it looks like they haven't missed a step, I guess is the good way it's a good way to put it. Um, but yeah I think Texas is gonna to be too much for them. Uh, yes, I do think that a a uh, well how would you say a 16 and a half point spread correct so I mean that's more than two scores right there um yeah I think that's a little bit too much to be take to be doubting Kansas by um I mean I get it I guess you are playing at Texas right and like I said you're playing um, well at Texas you're playing against Texas at Texas. Um, you know, not exactly a recipe for success. And like I said, I don't think you win this game if you're Kansas. But I think this is a good this is a good game to impress a lot of the casuals out there. If you will, for those that haven't been keeping up with Kansas. I think this is one that this is a game where they're like, even you know, it's, it's a pretty loss, probably. That's probably the best way to put it.
1: Yeah, and I mean leave leave no doubt. I mean they they definitely have it in a tank to upset Kansas. I mean Texas. I'm Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um they've done it before actually. Uh mm-hmm. they went almost 2 years without winning a Big 12 game and their twin was against Texas. So, um and that was when Texas was supposed to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's it's always kind of a weird game. Kansas always gives Texas fits for whatever reason. It's kind of like Arkansas and LSU even when Arkansas is down, they give LSU fits for no reason at all. So, um, yeah. Give, I mean, give me Texas, of course, but I I think this game will be interesting.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I don't know one way or the other if it's going to be a barn burner or if it's going to be, you know, a defensive battle. Um, I mean, Over I, under had 61, to, so I think it'll yeah, be... Yeah, as I said, if I had to take nice a guess, scoring. it's probably going to... Yeah, if I had to take a guess, I'd say it'd be a barn burner. But, um, like I, said, I mean, I think, you know, Kansas has a high-powered offense, but Texas also has a really good defense. Um, Texas Texas's offense is obviously no joke to mess with. Do I think they're best in the country? No, not even close. Um, I'd argue they're. I mean, they probably barely a top twenty-five offense in the country. But um, at least overall passing, I understand they. You know, they got it good. But I mean, rushing a little bit left to be um, desired. Um, obviously, missing a certain someone, um, which is He's understandable. On. Mustard. Yep. Um, but yeah, uh, like you said, give me Texas straight up here. I'd take Kansas by the spread. I probably I wouldn't hesitate, um, and I may put money on it after we're done recording. I just have to take a take a second look and see. But um, yeah, I'm still I'm still decently on this Kansas hype train. Even though I think they lose, I think the hype train just keeps on rolling. Even with this loss, yep. I think they look good.
1: Yep, and go, and then go into another team I just alluded to. Um, my next game that I have circled is LSU at Ole Miss. LSU is a two and a half point favorite over under in that game sixty seven. Um, I mean, it's going to be a high scoring game. I am not sold on Ole Miss's defense. I am not sold on LSU's defense, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but LSU's offense is elite this year. Kind of, kind of fooling a lot of people. I mean, I didn't, I didn't expect it to be that good. But I mean, Jaden Daniels looks great. Jaden Daniels is, is pushing the ball down the field to those elite wide receivers. Elite neighbors is really, really, really good. Um and then now you're seeing the emergence of uh of Brian Thomas Jr. Um, with with Logan Diggs kind of kind of opening up the running game now. Definitely found your running back. Um, yeah, I, I think LSU's offense is just going to continue to get better and better. Um, their defense has to has to make some adjustments. They have to get better. I think there's some younger guys that uh, are starting to get a little bit more snaps. Um. There are a lot of blown coverages against Arkansas. I, it's, I kind of expect that to be fixed in a way. like I expect there to be some some kind of adjustment there. Um, maybe it's maybe it's due to the lack of, I say that, but the secondary is not young players. I, oh man, I don't know. I, I, Zach we had this conversation the other day. I don't understand what the lack of communication is about in the secondary. I mean they're all veteran players from the transfer portal. Um, or guys that have been in the system before. They're, there's no freshman or anything in mm-hmm. in the uh, in the secondary. I don't I don't understand what the what the confusion's about. But I need Matt House to to really like stop whatever he's doing and figure it out because uh, they're just going to continue to get torched, especially with Jackson Dark coming to town and those those wide receivers at uh, Ole Miss. Um, The one thing I can say about Ole Miss on the flip side is Quenchon Judkins has had a really, really slow start to the year. Um, And I like our front seven against the run. So, yeah, if I had to make a prediction in this game, man, Ole Miss coming off a loss to Alabama. I think it's really hard for Ole Miss to lose twice in a row. They're at home. Man, but, you know, I'm I'm an LSU fan, so I'm a little bit biased, but just because uh, the the defense really, really, really concerns me, I'm going to go uh, Ole Miss in this one.
0: Yeah, I think this is one of those games where you probably avoid betting the spread either way and you definitely bet the over. Um, two defenses that yet yeah, no one has been impressed with, especially LSU. Uh, you touched on it already, and I'll just come out right and say it. Uh, the front seven for LSU spectacular, The back seven got awful. Oh, um, uh, the front
1: seven's okay at times.
0: I mean, I think the front seven. I mean, you even said the run game of the defense. I mean, yes, it could be better. Well, you pressure. got some big. You got some big boys up there. You got they're fast too. I mean, not a lot of people can mess with them if used right. and yes. that's been the issue for LSU this year. I'll say uh, this: no one pressure on the quarterback,
1: but they have not been able to finish sacks, and I think that it, it has absolutely killed them.
0: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, they they've played some pretty stout offensive lines. Um, I think, let's say, Makai Wingo has probably been the, you know, the MVP for that LSU defense so far. Um, Harold, Harold Perkins Jr., obviously, his namesake speaks for itself, right? But like you said, LSU's been experimenting with him so far this season, and it hasn't been turning out what they thought it'd be. Um, like I said, maybe they're playing him back in coverage to make up for the fact that the secondary has god awful. Um, I said, maybe that's it. And like I said, maybe the secondary is one of those things where, you know, they're all all transfers, right? They're all um, I guess, vets in the college world. So, I mean, like I said, maybe they look better the more games they play together. And, um, but boy, do I think Jackson Dart is going to test them. And, I mean, I know, um, I can't think of the coach's name for all Miss right now, Kirby, Kirby Smart. Kirby no, Lane Lane Kiffin, Kirby Smart. Thank thank you. Kirby's, yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think Lane Kiffin is, you know, grabbing Jackson Dart by the shoulders and saying, dude, just throw this deep. You have nothing to worry about. And I don't blame him for saying that. Um... I think you know, regardless of what coverage LSU runs, they're probably going to be toast. I think honestly, the same could probably be said for said for Ole Miss.
1: Um, LSU's I mean, so far offense this year—it really hasn't mattered what what defenses run against LSU. I mean, they they've really been good. That's uh, what I'm saying. Uh, and, LSU.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm you
1: can sorry. Go ahead. Last week they got off to a little bit of a slow start, but it wasn't necessarily because people were 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 covered up or they weren't and Daniels was just mentioned throws and that. He's proved that that has been an anomaly this year. Um, I mean, he's been fantastic, like I said. So, um, now I will say about the LSU secondary, if there has been one player that that I've really kind of grown to like, uh, and I I wouldn't have thought I ever said this after the first game of the year, but um, number 14, Sam, he has been, uh, I don't want to say wonderful the last few weeks, but, I mean, he's really grown into the, probably the best player in that secondary. Um, obviously, the transfer from Marshall and a very short stint at Tulane, um, transfer to LSU. And maybe you're right. Maybe maybe they just need a little bit of time to mesh with each other in game. And, I I really hope this is the week they figure it out. Um, but they need to figure it out quickly.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like and like I said, I think it's also mainly on the coaches. I think L S U probably has one of the more talented rosters defensive wise. Um uh, I mean, I say that. The second like I said, the secondary may be the most awful um in the SEC. in <laughs> SEC. Probably not that you know, they're not that bad, but boy, they um they sure are pushing um pushing their rank here. A hundred percent. I mean as, in
1: the secondary you have transfers from Marshall slash Tulane and Southeastern playing cornerback for you.
0: Right, yeah, and you got a guy who I think was on the team last year, uh, whose last name is Burns, and I'm yeah, sorry, Major but Burns. You, he all he yeah, does get yeah, exactly, that really sucks. I mean, LSU you should have known seeing this dude's last name, yeah, let's put him on defense, that's a good idea. That's just like putting a guy with the last name slow on the offense as a running back. I mean, this what, is just what something kind of, you what don't kind of do. safety
1: wears a neck roll anyway?
0: Yeah, I know, dude thinks he's, um, oh, uh, what's that? Who's that linebacker for the uh, Panthers or the uh, Cowboys, actually, I'm thinking of? Uh, anyways. No, maybe, maybe. <laughs> maybe, maybe I wasn't even thinking of him, but, but yes, um, yeah. So, LSU super high powered offense. Oh, you're talking Miss. about Vanderesh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I knew he had like a weird. I was like, oh, I'm not going to remember that name, but, um, yes, um. Yes, obviously LSU super high powered offense. Um, the rushing game. I know the passing game has surprised a lot of people. The rushing game has probably lived up to expectations. Uh, like you said, uh, Peyton, with the emergence of uh, Logan Diggs, is his name, right?
1: Correct. The transfer um, from Notre Dame. Right, and I know. Um, yeah, case, like I said, he's been been getting some carries, looking good lately as well.
0: Right. Yeah, and like, like I said, obviously we knew that we knew the receivers were gonna were gonna do their thing. Um, Jane Daniels says after a lackluster first game. You know, he's starting to come out. He's starting to show you that he's the arm, and obviously his legs, Uh pretty big, uh, I guess what you call an X factor for any team, right? That's just something you uh, you can prepare for. But I mean, boy, it's pretty hard to, you know, it really sucks you if you have to take away a guy in your defense just to sit there and watch the quarterback. I mean, yeah, and even if, still, I
1: mean, people that play against uh, Jaden Daniels every every game, they're like, "Man, we knew he was fast, but we didn't think he was that yeah, fast."
0: Yeah, yeah, boys, boys meet meep to the um fullest extent. And I mean, like you said, I mean, even in the NFL professionals, I um, mean you see who they struggle And There's Lamar Jackson, um, you know, a guy who's passing more, which we'll, you know, we'll touch on the NFL a little bit more later once we get through with this. But um, you know, it, it like I said, a, a quarterback who can do it both is um a pretty tough cover for any defense. And like I said, uh poor old miss defense. I mean, they haven't I don't think they've looked as bad as LSU's defense, but I mean they they haven't looked good either. So, yeah, I see why they over-under set where it is in the mid-60s, which is crazy. And it's crazy to want to bet the over for that, but it makes complete sense. Um, I think it's a barn burner either way. Um, I think defense is going to be non-existent for this game almost because, I mean, this is like when you play your football games, you just run four verticals in and You just start to probably the middle of the field because the defense has no clue to run, how to run a cover three. They just run cover two. Yeah. Um, as far as I pick, yeah, like I said, I hate to pick anyone against the spread, but, I mean, give me LSU here. I think they've been the hotter team, the better-looking team. Um, you know, I think, I mean, Ole Miss, all they've done is lost to Alabama and beat up on a two-lane team who didn't have their pride and joy in Michael Pratt. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I hope you look good against a, a group of five team missing their star player, I guess. And you, you beat up on Mercer and Georgia Tech. Congrats, I guess. I don't know what I don't know what else to say about Ole Miss. I think um, obviously they had a tough test in Alabama, and they looked they looked okay for a little bit against Alabama.
1: They just withered say. in the second half. Yeah, and I mean and that's if, kind if of you with- the story with Underline Kiffin.
0: Yeah, and if you wither at all against this high-powered LSU offense, good luck. Um, I mean, yeah, kiss everything you own goodbye. Because um, like I said I think you know LSU's defense, as bad as they are, they're due for a stop or two here and there. Um, whenever whenever the defense played right i'll just say it like that so yeah i'm I'm only lean lsu here i think slight edges kind of everywhere across the board except for the defensive backs so um it's kind of hard for me not to pick them but uh i don't I'm, I'm not betting the spread for either team by any means i'm staying far away from this game yeah i'm watching
1: that, it i think the key to watching this game is uh Ole Miss's O line versus LSU's D line. Does Harold Perkins rush the passer more or what? He's moved out to more of a Sam role now, which, I mean, good coaches can scheme him off the line of scrimmage. I don't think that just line him up to the edge and rush him. I mean, that is what he does best. Uh, they need to get back to doing that. I mean, he had his coming out party against Ole Miss last year, and he had mm-hmm. he harassed Jackson Dart all day last year in Tiger Stadium. Um, I think we need to get back to that. Ole Miss's O line has not looked great this year. Um, I think if LSU gets pressure and, and is able to get to Dart, I think they they can win this game, um, and win this game pretty pretty uh, significantly. However, um, if they if they can't get to him where they can't get him down to the ground, I think uh, it's going to be a long day for the defense. Uh, another thing to look at is LSU's O line was highly rated, right, highly touted. Uh, in the off season, and they they really struggled the first few games, but they've been kind of they've been kind of picking it up lately. I mean, pass pro has been really good, obviously with the emergence of Logan Diggs running the ball. They've been able to establish more of a run game, and I mean, who knew that establishing a run game could make your own line look better? So, uh, props to them. Props to Brad Davis. Props to the run. get on that Frank Harris for uh no not Frank Harris. Oh gosh running back coach's name. Uh I don't know why. Frank Wilson. Thank you, Peyton, Um for giving uh Logan Diggs and Caleb Jackson some more touches. Helping the line out a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I know them boys up front, they look they much rather run block than pass block and that that's a fact. Um
1: what also helps when uh I mean, if you're rushing four and you I mean, you can't establish a run, uh, run game. Um you as a pass rusher, you can really pin your ears back and just get after the quarterback when there's no threat of the run. So mm-hmm. I know they're happy that they there's at least the threat there now.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: But, uh, moving on to my last game of the week, if you're done talking about that one, yep. you good. Uh, it'll be Notre Dame at, uh, Duke, obviously game day is going there. Um, and it's going to be a really good game again. Uh, but I, I don't know. Notre Dame is favored by five and a half here. Uh, I say it's going to be a good game, but, man, I'm still not completely sold on Duke. I don't think Clemson's as good as people think they are. I know they just went to overtime with number four, Florida State, but uh, that's another conversation as well. Um, I think it being a Duke is a huge factor in this game, but I still think Notre Dame uh, wins the game, and I think they cover. I think they're just a lot more talented than Duke.
0: Yeah, and I, I agree with you there. Um I'm a I'm a huge Duke truther here. I'm a Duke believer. But um yeah, I do like Notre Dame in this matchup. I think Duke's playing for a little bit more here, like I said, their first game day and um crowds gonna be, you know, um out of their minds, which I mean I think will play a huge factor. I think that's why the spread is probably as low as it is. But at the end of the day, uh if Notre Dame shows up, they do more than just cover the spread. Um, you know. Uh, they 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 probably they, they they have the they have the abilities to obliterate Duke if they wanted to. So yeah, uh, if I had to pick a spread here, I'd say Notre Dame. Uh, I think to me, there's too many unknowns in this game to be comfortable betting the spread either way. Um, like I said, too many outside factors. At least, you know, like I said, I think that's why this um this projection is so low. And uh, for what it's worth, I still do believe in Duke. I think they have a really good team. Um, you know Notre Dame level, absolutely not but a uh, really good team yes I think so so yeah very interesting it's gonna be a very good game I think um yeah. it, 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 I, really I'll say like game. seven times seven times out of ten this is a really good game um and the other three times Notre Dame blows out Duke and uh, you know so I think there's a good chance it could be you know it, you know th- that 30 percent chance I think is very live for Notre Dame um yeah like you said Clint the, the win against Clemson is kind of looking worse and worse. Um and like for Duke, you haven't really played anyone outside of Clemson. I mean you've played Lafayette, Northwestern, and Connecticut. Um, three awful mm. teams. And um I mean you could almost add Clemson to that awful team list. Not not that bad, but you know. So yeah, uh probably the first real test for Duke uh should be interesting to see. But uh yeah, give me the Notre Dame. Give me the Notre Dame money line uh and spread here. I think they get it done.
1: Yep, yeah, I agree. But we'll move on to uh NFL and um I so I, I kind of said that it was a lackluster week in the NFL. Um, I mean, in college, but it really kind of is in the NFL. There's not many games that are really like, ooh, like must see TV unless your team's playing. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I mean, um, um, I think for what it's worth, um, I can start. I can start this off if you don't mind uh, some of the games I think I I, I kind of find it interesting.
1: For sure. I, I only have two uh, okay. that I'm I'm really truly interested in okay. aside from the Saints okay. game.
0: Okay, yeah, we can just, we can just alternate then. Um, so my first game is Denver at Chicago. Um, this may this is one of those once in a lifetime games you have to watch because you just don't know what's gonna happen. This is like you you give you give a homeless man, you give a homeless man a knife, right? And you tell him if he wins, he gets fifty dollars like a fifty dollars Visa gift card for crack. You give an, you give another homeless man. Let's see, what, what should we give him? What should we give the other homeless man? A
1: gun. <laughs> okay. You, give, no, him, you, get, you gotta mm, give him a chance. Give him a, mm. a box cutter.
0: Okay, yeah, let's give let's give him a box cutter. A little bit short shorter range than a knife. But you tell him he's at a little bit of a disadvantage, right? So you give him a $100 VC gift card. No, actually two, Visa, two $50 VC gift cards. One for crack, the other for alcohol. So look, um this game is gonna be who knows how it's gonna turn out, right? That's my point of saying this, this is a very convoluted way of saying, um, this game is going to be like I said, who know I really I really don't know. I mean you're playing at Chicago, right? Uh Denver, you just got blown out. I mean you you got mutilated by my uh high powered Miami Dolphin uh offense. More. Um yeah, Sean Payton, you're not looking too good, right? Um, so yeah, I I mean, how how does any team like that? I mean, how, how can you believe in any team like that? Well, because they're playing Chicago. Um, that's why you can believe in them. Denver, I believe, is like a three-and-a-half-point favorite, which, like I, I said, all those things, right? How can three Denver a be a points, favorite? I, 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 <laughs> like I said that shows oh, how bad Chicago is. Um, all the Chicago truthers are kind of quiet right now. Justin Fields is not not him. Yeah. Um, He's probably gone after this season, or you know, he may stay with the team, right? Uh, I don't know, um, but I think at this point, Chicago might as well feel comfortable tanking for Caleb Williams. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I just don't know. I just don't know what Chicago what is going to do. You go out, you get D.J. Moore, but you don't have a quarterback, and the, and the argument with D.J. Moore has always been, oh, he has all the talent in the world, right? He has no quarterback. Let's get him to Chicago. Who, I don't know who thought that was a good idea. I don't know who. I don't know who. I mean, sure, but like, only Justin Fields. Eh, no, not even his mother believes in him anymore. <laughs> Justin Fields is the only one who believes in Justin Fields. If you're a Chicago fan, this is probably the lowest you've been in your life. As a matter of fact, I've been seeing videos of people burning Justin Fields jerseys three weeks into the season, and they have every oh. right to. I am, I am. This, I feel bad for Chicago fans. You probably hear how animated I am. I'm not a Chicago fan by any means. I don't like a single person on their team except maybe Darnell Mooney, who came from Tulane, and they're not even using him right anymore. I mean, if you're you Chicago, I mean, uh, thank you for giving the Ravens Roquan Smith, but I mean, that's maybe the only thing, only notable thing you've done in the past two years. So yeah, um, Denver three and a half point favorites here. I th- I do expect them to get their first win, um, at Soldier Field in Chicago. Um, Chicago will probably continue to look like the worst team in the NFL this season. Uh, Peyton, uh, your thoughts or your cover your next game? I don't care.
1: Yeah, well, let me. I, I want to ask you a question. Uh, obviously, Justin Fields has fallen very short of expectations in uh, in uh, Chicago, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm not asking this question about him, but just the team mm-hmm. as a whole. Uh, how much of this falls on coaching for the Bears? I mean, like you said, they're not even using Darnell Mooney correctly anymore, and he was one of the better receivers in the league a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and it just seemed like they forgot about him. Um, DJ Moore hadn't hadn't done anything this year. Now, granted. Justin Fields has been awful, but I mean, even Justin Fields has come out publicly and criticized coaching. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) what does that tell you?
0: Yeah. It tells you pretty much all you need to know. Um, Yeah. Like I said, I mean, you kind of look on this team, you look at this team on paper and you think, how can they be that bad? And like you say, you do have to question the coaching. Um, I said, maybe they're not doing Justin Fields any favors, but I also think Justin Fields is not him. Um, I'm sorry, I know you said the question isn't about him, but it's hard to, it's hard not to look at the quarterback of an offense and find like, say, you know, like oh, what's, what's the issue here? I definitely a DJ Moore, definitely a Khalil Herbert. Um, and, I mean, I, Chase Claypool, he's not. Dude, I
1: don't even, like, it's, it's crazy because like Justin Fields was successful at least running the ball. Uh, last year and the year before and it's like they don't even do that anymore hardly. So
0: yeah, and they don't, uh, and they
1: don't even yeah. go play to their strengths.
0: Yeah, I don't know. And like so, to their to the Bears disadvantage or to their credit they have had a really tough lineup uh sorry, tough schedule this year. Um but yeah, they haven't looked good. Uh they haven't looked good at all. Um I am trying to think of like even a play where they looked good. I mean, like I said uh, I mean, at least at least they've scored touchdowns so far this season. That's kind of shocking. But um, yeah, like like you said, you start to question the coaches. I mean, you start you have to question the whole organization almost, um, up and down. I mean, even to the owners, right? I mean, they're they're not making the proper moves. I mean, I'm not sure if they don't they don't see what's going on. For and if you're like I said, if you're a Chicago fan, you're embarrassed. The Chicago Bears are a dynasty. You put them up there with the Pittsburgh Steelers as one of like the you know you think of OG NFL teams, right? Chicago is up there on the list. And, I mean, this is such a fall from grace. It's it's embarrassing. It it is very embarrassing for them.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. Brian Branch has been caught in the locker room. Who is that? Uh, Rookie safety out of Alabama for the Lions. Oh, where's he from? He's from Alabama.
0: Yeah, give it up. Give it up. Let's go. Let's go. The downfall of who is he?
1: Brian Branch.
0: Brian Branch. Everybody, the downfall of Brian Branch.
1: It is upon us. No. Nice. Uh. Yeah. Look. Is over. Don't don't give me a start. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Justin Fields has been horrible this oh, year. Let me get it
0: started. Be, be, um, be
1: and I'm and I'm absolutely not saying Justin Fields is a good quarterback. Mm, what but are you trying to he say? Has, <upbeat> he has. Cyclops, the, oh no! I'm sorry. I let you finish. He has the tools to be a serviceable quarterback. Now, so. Um, oh, I mean, the arm strength is there. Oh, the running no. ability is there. Um, no, no, not a serviceable. I don't no, know. They just don't. No. They don't. They don't. No, cater I wouldn't strength. even trust
0: Justin Fields volunteering for the Special Olympics, Peyton. I don't believe in this guy at all. Take That's it fair. to the bank. That's fair. Justin Fields gone after this season, or at least not. People also of the say that about
1: Olympics. Nathan Peterman, but he's the goat.
0: <laughs> fair enough. Touche. Touche, but um, I'll let you cover your, whatever games you had highlighted. I really just wanted to cover that one. That, that one's, uh, yeah. I no, know. Can't we just wasted like ten that. minutes talking about that. Now we got to yeah. shorten up all the other games because we went on a huge rant of Denver and
1: Chicago. Yeah. So my first game is uh Miami at Buffalo. Nice. Oh my god. Oh man, this is another must see game, but for an entirely different reason. Um. Buffalo, who's won the AFC East the past few years, they, I mean, they looked dominant last week. Not to be outdone by the Dolphins last week. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be a very good game, like you are saying. Uh, like, I mean, the Dolphins are on pace to have a historic season offensive-wise. Um, I mean, I really don't know what their rankings are, but, boy, they they got to be like top for first and everything offensive-wise, at least passing. Um, and I know the run game. Like I said, they they absolutely ran it up with video game like numbers against the Broncos last uh last week, which is what you do in that situation. Um, you know, have they played an elite defense yet? Though I guess is the question for the Dolphins. Uh, I mean, you look at the schedule, right? Chargers, Patriots, Broncos. You could argue the Patriots, and um, I mean, even in that game, they're able to put up twenty four, which I guess is average. You know, for a um, for any offense. So um, yeah, like I said, I think Miami's uh, Miami's offense is definitely it. Um, now, like I, said, I mean, they haven't. Like I said, I don't know. They haven't been tested with a real defense. I think the Buffalo Bills have a really good defense, They're at least top five in the league. Um,
1: yeah, look uh, back I think to got, what they were a few years ago.
0: Yeah, I think it's hard to argue that the Buffalo defense isn't the best defense that the Dolphins will have faced. Uh Granted, like at the end of they speed kills. I mean, I, at the end of the and I think Jalen Waddle's coming back out off a concussion or whatever. Correct, he was just so. Clean. Yeah, so I mean, uh, I don't know what it is with the Dolphins' concussions. Um, but you get Jalen Waddle back, another speedster. Um, yeah, like I said, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the best. Th- Personally, I think I lean bills here, right? Um, bills at home. Um, I think it's going to be a good game. Uh, we're under set of 53 and a half, which is decently high for an NFL game. Um, but I think, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I trust I think I'll put it like this. I think I trust the Bills offense against the Miami defense a little more than I trust the Miami offense against the Bills defense. Um, you know, this is the game for them to prove me wrong though. Um, you know, I had yeah. I had the Dolphins, you know, missing the playoffs and I mean, they're obviously looking good so far to start the season. Um, I mean, I guess against also against teams that haven't looked good to start the season, but it is a, you play who's in front of you, right? Um, so I can't – I'm not going to fault Miami for that. But, um, yes, yeah, so it's going to be a good game. It should be a good game for both teams.
1: Yeah, and in terms of law of averages, I also uh, – I am going to agree with you. I do have Buffalo winning just because of the law of averages. I mean, you scored 70 points last game. If you're Miami, you're due for <laughs> kind of a clunker. So, yeah, give me Buffalo. I think they're favored by 2.5, by the way.
0: Right, yeah. um, Yeah, I think they do cover that spread. I mean, I could see this game going out to a game-winning field goal kind of thing. Um, then like you said, I do think maybe Miami's offense kind of hits a, um, you know, I guess not a stalemate, like a stone wall, I guess a little bit compared to the Broncos who, you know, were Swiss cheese. Um, but yeah, no, regardless, um, it's going to be a very good game, very entertaining for sure. That's definitely one to watch.
1: Yep. And then, uh, my second game that's, that's intriguing to me is, uh, Baltimore Cleveland, Cleveland favored by three in that one. Um, but man, I, I, I am I, I. really like the Ravens this year, but the Cleveland defense is fantastic. So uh, Deshaun Watson is horrible, by the way. <laughs> I mean, he threw the Don't ball. I'm sure. I'm sure our viewers have seen this, but I, he threw <laughs> the ball backwards, like oh,
0: on purpose. God, I <laughs> like, like
1: Zach, Zach over here texted me. He said, "Oh my god, dude, did you just see that?" And I'm like, "See what?" I was actually driving at the time, so I, I was not watching anything. And he said, did you just see the Deshaun Watson play? He said, it was one of the most insane things I've ever seen in my life. So I promptly pulled over into a gas station because I had to see this and pulled it up on my phone, and I genuinely just I couldn't believe it. I thought that was a high school player in, out there. I thought that was Tukacha, uh fan account. Um, <laughs> I mean, I was just in awe of what, what I saw.
0: Yeah, it was very impressive by Deshaun Watson to somehow manage to do that. And very even more impressive. I think the Browns recovered that too. So uh, yeah, good job too. <laughs> yeah, so good, yeah, good job of the Browns offense. Oh, like you said, um, yeah, it's the Browns defense, man. who, Uh, nothing to play with. Uh yeah, Ravens coming off of a pretty bad loss to the Colts. Browns looking pretty good. Um, you know, two and one, um, playing a decently tough schedule. Um yeah, uh, like I said, this is also you know a division rival type of game. Uh, they're being played; it's being played at Cleveland, which is what I think gives them the edge, and also the fact that the um, injury list for the Ravens, uh, even though it has been shortened, at least I'm a Ravens fan, so I keep up with this kind of stuff, right? Um, even Christmas though this list, yeah, <laughs> yes, even though the um, yes, the freaking Elder Scroll of a list has been shortened, it's still um, you know, a, a pretty bad list. As far as the list of injuries go, right, and um, like I said, I think this Ravens offense is still trying to figure things out, and um, you know I think they're kind of developing what they want to do, right, but they haven't quite gotten there yet, and it's going to be tough to be doing that against the Browns defense. Um, you know, if let's at the end of the day, if uh, they have if the Ravens roll out their practice squad O line again against Miles Garrett, Lamar might as well just like you know take the shotgun snap and just lay down. I mean, there's just no point. Um, <laughs> There's no point. I mean, Lamar can try and run for as much as he can. But, I mean, I think, you know, obviously, obviously being a Ravens fan, I'll always watch these games. Miles Garrett always seems to, you know, be able to track track down Lamar or trap him. Um, so, yeah, this is going to be a tough game for the Ravens. Uh, you know, I can't pick against my own team, so I got to pick the Ravens, you know, to at least cover the spread. I'm not saying they win. But I think for what it's worth, they look good. I think the Browns, uh, you know, you're talking about the like average, just just law of averages, right? For the uh, Dolphins' offense, uh, I'm going to say the same thing for the Browns' defense. I think if any offense is going to give them struggles, um, and I know I was I was kind of dogging on the Ravens' offense here a second ago, but you know, just just bear with me, hear me out. I think you know, like I said, this um this defense is still probably going to um they're due they're due for a little bit of a struggle bust of a game, and um you know, like I said Lamar starting to kind of open it up a little bit more, the emergence of Zay Flowers, who is Um, let's be honest, he's looked really good so far this season. Uh, probably, probably the best looking working wide receiver out of the whole bunch so far. Um, has he been given the best situation out of all of them? Yes, absolutely. So I think that does have a pretty big, um, you know, um, a lot of the reason to do with it. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, I think the Ravens are gonna be able to get it done. It's going to be a close game either way. Um. You know, this may be a battle of the kickers kind of game, and so um, yeah, give me Justin Tucker, give me the Ravens. I think they eke this out.
1: Yep, I tend to agree with that. Um, I'm a big law of average type of person, so I'm gonna I'm go with the uh, Ravens too. I mean, dual threat quarterbacks are always difficult to defend. So. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, uh,
0: absolutely, and uh, like you said, it's a good it's a good thing you mentioned this as a, a game to watch. I think it definitely is, and like I said, um. A week of, uh, probably going to be a slow NFL week. I think this is one of the ones, one of the ones to watch.
1: Yeah, but those are my two games that I'm really interested in. I didn't know. I don't know if you had any others that really caught your eye. No. or not, but no, uh, not yeah. not as much as those. Yeah, like you said. I mean, it's just kind of a slow week in the NFL. The, I right. mean, the other games. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's still the NFL. They're going to be close games, but uh, for the most part, I just I don't know. It's just kind of like a some. Like big, big underdogs versus huge uh, favorites.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's a very chalky kind of weekend for the NFL. Um, so, yeah, maybe this is um, – and like I said, I mean, hey, you wake up to a um, – I know we didn't mention it, but uh, Falcons and uh, Jaguars will be playing in London this Saturday at 8.30 uh, Central Time. So, yeah, you get to wake up to some, I mean, uh, some NFL football. So, yeah, um, you know, enjoy your Sunday. Don't go out of your way to watch some of the, most of these games. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I mean, just, just do you, you know, just do you.
1: Yep. But I think that's all I got for for the show.
0: Yeah, that's all I have as well. So um, we can wrap it up. Um, as always, thank you to all of our listeners who listen. We greatly appreciate you, and we will be back um, next week. Yep, uh, thank we you recap for listening. A, we'll recap a busy weekend of sports. Not as busy with that UFC, but hey, I know me, painter are kind of enjoying the break from the UFC. Um, as much as we'll miss it, we won't miss having a, you know spend hours of our time covering it. Um, but, yep, um, thanks again for listening. Uh, peace out, guys.